Hello, hello, hello. This is the Vanilla JavaScript Podcast. I'm Chris Ferdinandi, and today we're talking about why the developer experience is bullshit. Uh, but before we dig into that, I did just want to let you know um, that if you were interested in joining the Vanilla JavaScript Academy, this is the last weekend to do so. The program goes live on Monday, um, on Sunday night at midnight, U.S. Eastern. Registrations are closed. Uh, because you're a listener of this podcast, you can actually get 50% off using the code INOAGUY at checkout. Um, so that's an awesome deal. Uh, this session, um, uh, the Fall 28 version of this program, we actually expand from the original six-week format to eight weeks to fit in a little bit more awesomeness. I added a section on... Um, debugging in the console and broke a few things up based on some uh, feedback from people who had gone through it before. So I think this session is going to be absolutely awesome. And if you wanted to join, uh, this is your last chance to do so. All right, let's dig into things. So um, this week, Alex Russell published an article titled The Developer Experience Bait and Switch. And I found myself nodding in agreement with every single sentence he wrote. Here's the, um, the intro paragraph, just to give you a taste. So TLDR, we cannot continue to use as much JavaScript as is now normal and expect the web to flourish. At the same time, most developers experience no constraint on their use of JS until it's too late. JS neutral and TTI negative tools are here, but we're stuck in a rhetorical rut. We need to reset our conversation about the developer experience to factor in the asymmetrical cost of JS. And if some of that didn't really make sense, um, the key thing here is that uh, when he talks about the asymmetrical cost of JS, a byte of JavaScript and a byte of other types of code do not have the same impact on the web experience. Um, so JavaScript is more expensive to download, more expensive to parse, more expensive to run in terms of web performance than the same amount of data of CSS or HTML or image files are. Um, it's just a factor of how browsers work and how JavaScript works and loads and runs. Um, and as I was reading this, my immediate reaction was just hell fucking yes. I found myself clapping along to every sentence. Like I just, I love this article. Alex summarizes the argument in favor of bloated JS tooling like this. Here's a straw man composite from several recent conversations. These tools let us move faster. Because we can iterate faster, we're delivering better experiences. If performance is a problem, we can do progressive enhancement through server-side rendering. And this argument substitutes good intentions and developer value, like moving faster and less complexity, for questions about the lived experiences of users. It also tends to do so without evidence. We're meant to take it on faith that it will all work out if only the well-intentioned people are never questioned about the trajectory of the outcomes. And most unfortunately, this substitution is frequently offered to shield the preferences of those in position to benefit at the expense of the folks who can least afford to deal with the repercussions. Um, as he puts it, polluters very much prefer conversations that don't focus on the cost of emissions. And the argument that developer ergonomics, that is how easy it is for a developer to write code, leads to faster iteration of products, which is better for the user. And uh, this strikes me as being a little bit like trickle-down economics. It feels like it should make sense, but that's not how it works in reality. Just as tax cuts for businesses often don't actually lead to new jobs and a reinvestment in the company, but instead lead to bigger bonuses for executives or shareholder payouts, 
More JavaScript often leads to developers having an easier time writing even more JavaScript, and the cycle continues. So here's an example of the insanity. You have this new JavaScript framework. It helps me write more code more quickly. But it's big, and it makes the site slower. That's OK. I'll just add another JavaScript extension so that it renders on the server, too. Now I'm using even more JavaScript. But you know what? I'm still loading a shit ton of JS on the front end, so I'll add yet another JavaScript module that helps me figure out what's needed on this page and only run that. So now I'm running JavaScript to determine what JavaScript I need to run so that I can run more JavaScript. And now that I'm looking at it, my CSS file is pretty bloated too because my expertise is really in JS, not, not CSS. So let me add yet more JS still to decide what CSS is needed on the page and inline that. And oh, to make it even smaller, we're going to rename all of the HTML stuff um, all of the classes in my HTML and all of the classes in my style sheet to these ridiculous one-letter things that aren't actually human-readable. And the JavaScript will just figure that out for me. Um, and then I'll inline all that so that I break the cascade in the process. And it just goes on and on and on. But like it's 2018. We have the tools to make the most insanely fast websites and apps ever using a solid foundation of HTML, well-structured CSS, and just enough JavaScript to add interactivity and other fun flourishes. And instead, we reduce our use of HTML and CSS to byproducts of an ever-growing mess of fragile, expensive JavaScript. We can do better. We need to do better. The people who aren't us, who don't have expensive fiber optic internet connections and the latest devices and the best browsers, they can't use the stuff we build with all this JS. It's too slow and it's too expensive. If you really believe that the web is for everyone, then you need to use as little JavaScript as possible. And I know that sounds weird coming from someone whose whole business is selling JavaScript training, but I really believe this. My goal is to help you use as little JS as possible to achieve the things you want to achieve. So that's today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, just a quick reminder, this is the last weekend to join the Vanilla JS Academy, which kicks off on Monday. Um, so head over to VanillaJSAcademy.com if you're interested in that. Um, sign up. You can use the code I know a guy at checkout to get 50% off. Um, I think you're going to love it. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I will see you guys next time. Cheers.